1: welcome in podcast listeners i
2: hope you guys are having a fantastic tuesday we're going to have some fun uh, this morning on the show couple of things that i want to hit for you though before we get going Make sure you download the newest Wins and Losses podcast. Mike Leach is our guest. This is the fourth different guest we've had. Mike Leach, uh, we've had Shannon Terry, who founded 24-7 and Rival Sports and sold each for uh, over $100 million. We've had Greg Sankey, SEC Commissioner, and Jason Whitlock of Speak for Yourself, uh, writer buddy of mine. All of those guests I think you will enjoy. It's the Wins and Losses podcast Make sure you seek them out. Long-form conversations that I think you guys will find enjoyable. And on top of that, here is the Tuesday edition of the podcast. Petros Papadakis is the only guest. I'm trying to make the world a better place. I hope you guys enjoy. It's OutKick on the podcast. Here we go.
0: OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern. 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick, the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
2: Live from the Geico Outkick Studios, this time of year, is why I should be in charge of the national sporting calendar. Because I woke up this morning and I was like, I maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think there's a single interesting sports story in the entire nation. And then I got on ESPN and I was like, all right, let's see what their headlines are. And the headlines are, people got shot at the Raptors parade Dominican Republic authorities ID a man they said paid Ortiz paid to be shot or whatever Ortiz got shot they ID'd somebody some guy got detained as part of a 2022 World Cup probe I swear to God these are all the stories the Yankees new player in no whatever went 0 for 4 he actually didn't do anything the Pelicans picked up their option on Alvin Gentry's coaching deal. Wait, wait, wait! Back up! How
3: dare you insult Encarnacion? Encarnacion,
2: Encarnacion oh. didn't do anything. That's one of the headlines. And I said, and then Lamelo Ball commits to play in the Australian NBA NBL. All right. So these are all of the headlines. And then I said to Danny, "Well, what should what should we lead with?" And he said what about the shooting at the Raptors parade? I said, what, what am I going to say about the shooting at the Raptors parade? I wish nobody had gotten shot at the Raptors parade. I mean, this is like, so this is what I say. I feel like we're we're stuck in like not the 1940s when it comes to the American sporting calendar. And maybe I'm more conscious of this because I'm going to show up and talk for three hours every morning no matter what the news is. But Once the NHL and the NBA playoffs end, there's this huge long stretch where nothing actually happens until we get into the actual NFL uh, preseason. And so you have the rest of the month of June. And look, I understand some of you are all in on the College World Series. Okay, more power to you. I actually watched the College World Series last night too because there's nothing else on and i was i was so bored i was watching the Braves and the Mets a random g- game in june cuz i'm so used to having sports to watch on television and then we got all of july and i know the women's world cup is going on but the women's world cup is actually taking place during the day so you can't even like kick back and chill and watch the women's world cup in prime time in the evening that's going on while most of us are at work and i'm thinking to myself like i was like did oj say something new that's where I was, I was. I was like, maybe OJ talked about the fact that they, that somebody else is not his kid today, and we can lead with that. And so I have, and and this is the time of season. I make fun of this every year. This is the time of year where, out of nowhere, Michael Jordan versus LeBron James gets gets tossed back out into the equation. Right? I bet you. I bet you that somebody is going to hit break the glass. On one of those talk shows where they also have three hours and they're going to do Michael Jordan versus LeBron James. This is the time of year when it gets broken out. But I'm telling you, this is why if I were running the XFL, I would have been so tempted to start the XFL right now. Because there's no competition. You could have like an eight or ten week season and then you run it right up to the start of football. Because college football will be back at the end of August now. And I love, by the way, I would be tempted to start college football a little bit earlier, but I got this question the other day, which I thought was a really good question. Um, And, you know, I do mailbags on Friday. And they said, hey, Clay, you're in charge of the American sporting calendar. What would you do to make it better? I said, you know what, this is a good question, and I'm curious whether you guys agree with me. I don't think it's that hard to actually fix. I think you dive right in, and I said there are basically three things that I would do. Um, I would dive in, and I would say that the uh, the NBA does not start until Christmas. All right, this is not very complicated. This makes a lot of sense. People would absolutely love it. That to me is an easy decision that would then extend the NBA all the way until August. I think this is old school thinking that people were afraid that if they if they had games going on in the summer, people go on vacation and they can't find the games, but it's never been easier to stream things. Like this is really simplistic, easy to handle type situation, right? Like it would be pretty straightforward, pretty easy So, that would be number one on how I fix the American sporting calendar. Okay, that is an easy solution. That's an easy fix. The NBA should be starting on Christmas and ending the first week of August. Second, college basketball would start on January 2nd, and it would end with May Madness instead of March Madness. So, you would not have to worry about college basketball starting in November You're taking time off for Christmas and all this other stuff. Start it right after the first of the new year. Make it a one-semester sport. Probably helps graduation rates and everything else. And the NFL puts in another bye week or two and finishes its season on President's Day weekend so that everybody theoretically gets that Monday off after the Super Bowl and the NFL season goes almost to the end of February. I think those would all be really good. And then I said, I'd take it a step further to make the world a better place. I'm making Halloween the final Saturday of every October, okay? Instead of a October 31st happening on a random Tuesday and your kids are out, up to all hours and you got to take them out trick-or-treating and everything else is crazy, I would make it the final Saturday of the year. And if people are upset about it, final Saturday of October, if people are upset about it, I would actually make it, uh, maybe you could have a debate, make it the final Friday. If people would prefer to not have Saturday caught up, although I think Saturday's the better option, make it the final Friday in October. Either way, most people don't have school the next day, and it would be much better for parents and everybody else. Other changes I would make to make the world a better place. We stay on this time that we're on right now, and we never change. I'm not sure what the time zone we're in right now is, but we never change this time for the rest of humanity. Right now, it is 6.08 a.m. on the East Coast, 3.08 a.m. on the West Coast. We would never change off of this time for the rest of humanity. And I would do this, because I think this would make a big difference. I'm tired of having four time zones. I would have two time zones. I would have the central time zone and i would have the west uh, the the mountain time zone and everybody we would decide right smack dab in the middle part of the country we would put a dividing line in and everybody across the whole country would be 1 hour apart so we could start sporting events so that kids could stay up and watch them at night and so that uh, and so that everybody on the east coast is not bleary-eyed in the morning tell me that i haven't just made the world a better place with all of these solutions does anybody on this show dispute any of my suggestions, boom, i just made the world a better place.
3: you just blew all of our minds in 7 minutes.
2: there you go. i mean, i just gave you i gave you 3 changes to the american sporting calendar. nba season starts on christmas, ends the first week of august. that means the nba goes through the whole summer while there's nothing else going on. college basketball starts on january 2nd, ends with may madness instead of march madness. there's no reason for college basketball to be a two semester sport. It doesn't make sense that you started in November and then you play in December and you have to take time off for Christmas and you have to take time off for finals and you got the Thanksgiving going on. Makes no sense. Anybody who was intelligent would start college basketball after the first of the year, go until May, make it May Madness instead of March Madness. NFL puts in another bye week or two. I feel the same way about college football. I don't know why they wouldn't add multiple bye weeks. In theory, it would make the players healthier and it would allow us to space out the season a little bit better. But the NFL, at a minimum, ends on President's Day weekend. And then again, weekend Halloween. No more Halloween happening in the middle of the week. Uh, I would end daylight savings time and we would stay on this time forever. No more changing time. And two time zones. East time zone and a west time zone that I would make on central and mountain time. Boom. Tell me the world's not a better place with all those changes. I should just run for president. Not political. Not divisive. Not trying to solve abortion for you. Not trying to figure out what you think about gun control. Just making the world a better place. Boom. Totally nonpartisan. Tell me this is not genius. Anybody disputing? Anybody on this show disagree with any of my suggestions? No. I, for a minute there, I thought I had just blown everyone's mind. And then and, and, and there's no, I mean, like literally everyone agrees. Opening up phone lines, am I a genius? Have I made the world a better place? In eight minutes to start off the show this morning. 877-996-6369. And we're also going to start rank this which is where I tell you I have a top 10 and you guys have to tell This is real. This is a real top 10. Uh, Later in the show, we're going to do this. But I want to open up the phone lines. I want to see whether or not you guys agree with me. Also, Also, this is a hell of a tease. We do have a new OJ Twitter story. By the way, Danny G, did you put in an official request for O.J. to come on the show?
3: I spent all yesterday hunting down his representation, and I got a name and a phone number in the early evening
2: yesterday. So so, so you did or you didn't?
3: Not yet, but I found okay. the contact person.
2: All right, so we got a new O.J. story, and uh, and we're trying to get O.J. on the show. But in the meantime, everything that I just ran through, have I united America? Everybody out there is so divisive right now. I feel like it's my responsibility to unite America with things that people all agree on. Does anybody dispute what I just laid out? I gave you a perfect new American sporting calendar. I just solved all the time issues, which is like 95% of what I deal with on a daily basis. I do a show in the central time zone that's designed in the East Coast that frequently has guests from both the mountain and the western time zone. I mean, the amount of time zone uh, analysis that I do on a day-to-day basis would drive and blow up the mind of most people. And I have ended this thing where we have to spring forward and fall back, which I don't think there's anybody who actually agrees with anymore. I don't think anybody thinks that it makes sense to ever change the time anymore. And I've solved the fact that sporting events start so late, you could start every sporting event at 7.30 or 7 on the East Coast time, And then it would be starting at 6 or 6.30 on the West Coast time. Boom, nobody has any issue. People can stay up. They can watch the games. No matter what, your kids can stay up. And the world's all a better place. And I just did it all in 10 minutes. Open phone lines, 877-996-6369. And OJ did something. I got no idea, but that's a hell of a tease. 25 years after he killed two people, OJ did something on social media. This is Outkick on Fox Sports Radio.
1: old school
2: snoop bringing us back in the geico outkick studios i just gave you a perfect uh, american sporting calendar i just solved all time issues everyone on the show stupefied couldn't even respond they're blown away by my brilliance we got loaded lines let's take some calls dub who's up first
4: all right we got william in virginia up first
2: william what do you think
5: hey clay um yeah, I kind of agree with you pretty much on everything except uh, I don't know college basketball. I'd leave it alone. I, love, I, I don't know. It's just I love college basketball, but and then the uh, but what's the point? What's thing? the
2: point of starting college basketball in November when everything's going on with the NFL when everything's going? See, I think basketball in general just needs to acknowledge that it isn't competitive with football and allow football to stand on its own, especially since we have games on Monday and Thursday and every different day of the week now, and just get out of the way. Because yeah. I don't think most people pay attention to college basketball or the NBA till after football's over.
5: Oh, I'm in college basketball in November. I love the preseason tournaments and the ACC Big Ten Challenge. And but all that, that would be – it's not like thought. those
2: things wouldn't go on. They would just happen in January. See, that's the it's not like you would lose anything – It's just, thanks for the call. It's just that you would have it on its own without a lot of competition. Just makes a lot of sense to me. I I don't know why you would want to put, like, I agree. College basketball has a lot of great games in November early in the year. The Maui Classic, all that stuff. But why would you want to go head-to-head with football? I think a lot more people would watch if that was all taking place in January. Who's up next?
4: All right, let's go to the Northwest. We got our boy JJ on the line.
2: Oh yeah, I'm sure JJ's got a solution for everything. What's up, JJ?
4: Yeah,
2: what's going
5: on, Clay? Uh, so, you know, I, I heard you talking about some astronomical stuff. You know what I'm saying? So a little bit of astronomy. But uh, what I want to ask, what, what what I have told you before, you know, the NBA have went to crap after the Sonics left. That's my belief. And then another thing, I tweeted to you. I said, hey, Clay. I said uh, Raptors going to take Game Three. Kawhi's going to come back and uh, take the Cali area winning championship. And that was on June fifth. And I don't know what what game was that that they won the championship in. What, what game was that,
2: Clay? Game six. Okay.
5: Yeah. Was but, actually uh, mathematically impossible the...
2: for the Raptors to win the title in the Game Three. Interesting argument right. by well, you, but it's tough to win a four-game conference, a four-game playoff uh, series in in three games.
5: But one more thing, Clay, I just want to ask you. So, um, all the superstars that are just saying, "Hey, I want to sign one-year deal, one-year deal here," like such as Kawhi. So, if the Seattle SuperSonics come back in uh, two thousand. Twenty-one, twenty-two, all the all the superstars that are on one de- one-year deals. Do you think that they'll be able to transition to the SuperSonics and bring another world championship to that? The Seattle the SuperSonics. I just first
2: year back? thanks, thanks for the call, JJ. First of all, JJ sounds sober, which makes his SuperSonics obsession much worse. Uh, I don't think that everybody's going to sign one-year deal with the Sonics. I do like JJ predicting that the Raptors are going to win in three. Uh, who's up next?
4: All right, we got DaQuan in Maryland.
2: DaQuan, what's up, and Maryland? Hey, how you going, sir? Excellent. I just want to say
5: I think you're absolutely a genius because everything
6: you said made so much sense. Dating back to what you said about since there's nothing going on right now, they're about to throw up the lebron james versus michael Jordan comments just to kill an hour on their show oh you know? yeah and then after after free agency then it's just like what are we going to talk about like it is going to be nothing to talk about everybody's going to have fans you know we're going to know where everybody's going so honestly i think they should just give you the title of scheduling all this uh the sports events for the
2: rest of the rest of the lifetime Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm trying to make everything better for everyone.
3: That dude was totally trying to kiss up to you.
2: Uh, but but the truth of the matter is, I don't see these ideas. I try to open up phone lines. People don't have to agree with them. But I think what happened is people get used to what's always happened before. And I always say one of the great things about having kids is they make you... Sometimes if you, if you have a young kid, every now and then they'll ask you a question... And you'll be, because they they approach everything with fresh thoughts, right? And I can't think of an example right now, but everybody out there who has got a kid has had at some point in time, a kid ask you a question and you're like, you know what? That's a great question. Why Why do we do this? Why do we do it this way? And the answer most of the time is because we always have, but does it still make sense? And I think it made sense in old school for people to not have anything going on on the American sporting calendar in June and July for a couple of reasons. One, people were afraid of vacations. You know, like if you traveled, that you might not have access to a television, which obviously in the 1940s and 50s could have been an issue. And two, I think people were afraid of competing with baseball. But baseball is great. Every now and then, people say, "Well, how come you don't talk about baseball a ton on your show?" Baseball is great for local sports talk radio because the story of baseball is you care about your local team. Like if you live in Atlanta, you want to talk about the fact that the Braves have gone ten and one in their last eleven. If you live in uh, in New York, you might want to talk about Encarnacion going zero for four, right? But the vast majority, if you look at the ratings, people don't watch baseball on a national basis until you get to the playoffs. Whereas, for instance, the NBA, it's such a player-driven league that people pay attention to individual players and have individual opinions about those players in a way, like you'll notice, I never come on and talk about the Memphis Grizzlies. Or I never come on and talk about the Phoenix Suns. Or I never come on and talk about And I'm not trying to take shots at these teams, but nobody cares about them. The Orlando Magic or the Miami Heat, right? That's like talking about individual Major League Baseball teams because none of those teams that I just mentioned has a superstar right now that people care about. And we live in a superstar era, so we care about superstars. NFL has tons of superstars. NBA has tons of superstars. Major League Baseball, not so much. Hockey, not so much. So it's easy to talk about superstars because everybody's got opinions on them. And the NFL and the NBA create superstars in a way that, frankly, I don't think Major League Baseball or the NHL do. College football creates superstars. Big brands people care about, players. College basketball can create superstars. like what happened with Zion. So I'm trying to create a sporting calendar that makes sense for our modern era. Who's up next?
4: We got Rick in Minnesota.
2: Rick, what's up, my man? Hey, I just would like to know what you're going to do with the other uh, 22 time zones. I don't care. I only care about the four that impact America. I understand. Well, why. how about when? How about when they uh, go to England and play football? What what time zone should we put that in? We'll use whatever time zone England wants to have. Well, it's not convenient for me. I don't care about Europe. I don't care about Mexico. I don't care about Canada. I care about America. Rick, we're going to have two time zones. Suck it up. Quit being a loser. Who's up next?
4: We got wonder, James in South Rick Carolina. call in
2: and ask me what time zone. I don't care about <laughs> Europe. Europe has their time zones. They can have the Greenwich Meridian or whatever the hell it's called. They can make their own decisions about their country's time. In America... We should have two time zones, the eastern time zone and the western time zone, and we can decide where exactly to divide it. People can vote. Do you want to be in the eastern or the western if you're that uh, complicated about it? Or you potentially, to me, this should be like Texas gets to decide. Maybe Texas breaks in half and says one half of us will be east, one half of us will be west. I think right now, if I'm not mistaken, like El Paso's in the mountain time. Am I right about that? I think it already happens that Texas is broken up. And for people out there who think this is a big deal, I live in Tennessee. Half of our state is on the eastern time zone. Half of our state is on the central time zone. This way, we'd all be on the same time zone. You could use the Mississippi River as the dividing line, potentially. But I think there's a little bit more of the country, like the halfway point. You just boom, right down the middle of the country. And it wouldn't be that big of a deal because you're only an hour apart. Who's up next?
4: Well, Clay, our phones in here just had a little bit of a seizure, I believe. All the, pu- all the calls on hold just dropped, and the phone just had a minor freakout.
2: Well, that's par for the course. Uh, we'll open up back up the phone lines, 877-996-6369. I apologize to everyone who was just hung up on. There's this idea out there that you need to have, like, constantly new ideas. It's not true. Like, you run for president on the same ideas over and over again. My presidential campaign would be predicated on this. The NBA season starts on Christmas and ends the first week of August. College basketball starts on January 2nd, ends with May Madness instead of March Madness. NFL puts in another bye week or two, finishes its season on President's Day weekend, meaning Super Bowl Sunday becomes a default national holiday since it's followed by the President's Day holiday on Monday. And everybody would get off President's Day. Everybody. Uh, Except me, because I'd come on to talk about the Super Bowl. Uh, Halloween last Saturday of the year every year Halloween last Saturday sorry last Saturday of October instead of moving it around and making it randomly on Tuesday or Wednesday and everybody's all tired because their kids were out and you can't get the kids to sleep because they got school the next morning but they got too much candy and your kids are fighting with you because you make them come in and there's always those annoying kids whose parents are awful that let them trick-or-treat till like 10 at night and they're ringing your doorbell too late and your kids are like, well, they're still up. Why do I have to go to bed? Because their parents are awful and they're going to end up in prison. Go to bed. That's the answer, by the way. Anytime your kid's Notice that other kids are getting to do things they're not getting to do. I say, why do they get? To, why are those kids getting to do that? Because their parents are awful, and those kids are going to end up in prison. It's a good answer. I hope those kids don't go to prison, but they probably will because they're out trick or treating at ten o'clock. If you do a study, kids who go to prison and kids who uh, trick or treat till ten o'clock, it's like one circle. And what's what's it like the Venn diagram? It overlaps. That's just a hundred percent overlap. Kids who trick or treat at ten o'clock, kids who go to prison, boom. Uh, and two time zones east time zone west time zone boom that's it no four time zones in this country we're doing away with it we're having two no matter where you are if you're in new york or you're in la you're one hour apart it's not complicated for the rest of american life uh everybody on the show was blown away by my brilliance uh so far has anybody even disagreed except for that one loser guy in minnesota who called in and wanted to talk about the time in london for some reason uh where are we now dub
4: yeah we're ready to roll let's go to can in minnesota
2: Canon, Minnesota, what's up?
7: Hey, Clay. I, say, I know this is part of your stick. I know you like to flex your ego on the back of your law degree, but I work for a medical device company where we actually impact people's lives. So so the fact that, you know, I have five uh, season tickets for the, the Vikings, Wild, and Wolves.
2: Why is everybody in Minnesota sucked this morning? I don't know what this guy – are we still on? Did we lose to the phones die again? No, I'm, I'm
7: here. I didn't, I didn't hear a response. I'm, I'm still here, Clay. No, I, so here's the deal, Clay. I, it's kind of a lazy show prep, in my opinion. What, what are you trying to get at? There, do we have ADD in, in the U.S. that bad that we can't talk about something other than, than the, the highlight of sports every day, or what, what's the deal? What,
2: what do you think the highlight of sports is today? If you were programming this show out of Minnesota, you would have led with what today?
7: You don't think a shooting at a parade is important just because it's related to uh, I mean I mean what do you want what do you expect ESPN to to highlight
2: today You want me to, you you want to wake up this morning and you want me to come on and talk about a shooting at a parade for an no, hour no, no, no. I'm in not Toronto you to
7: talk about it. No I'm not asking you to talk about it I'm just saying that that if you want to do some more thorough show prep you could bring up something nobody's talking about in free agency for baseball. People might not care about baseball through and through, but, I mean, it's kind of lazy show prep to say, oh, why are we talking about a shooting? There should be more important things to talk about on on July 18th or June 18th.
2: Why, thanks for the call. Why does everybody in Minnesota suck today? There's a good topic for you. We've had two calls in Minnesota. I actually feel like the entire state of Minnesota should be ashamed for the people who've called in. People in Minnesota are supposed to be nice. Both of our callers so far this morning from Minnesota make me think that we should give Minnesota to Canada. I'm just going to be honest with you. I had a good time up in Minneapolis. Went to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. But if I was judging which state to give to Canada this morning, I would give Minnesota away. Guy calls in, you should be talking more about the shooting at the parade in Canada. I mean, I don't. what, what strong hot take can I have? I wish less people had gotten shot in Canada at the parade. Did you see the fake Kawhi Leonard? I wish people in Canada were smart enough to know that Kawhi Leonard wasn't really five foot eleven. Did you see that video that everybody was like, oh, Kawhi Leonard's signing autographs at the parade? <laughs> I mean, who are these people that think that Kawhi Leonard is really five foot eleven and that he would be walking around in a Raptors jersey signing autographs in the middle of three million people? Uh-huh. uh-huh, uh-huh. I mean, why didn't you lead with the shootings in the parade in Toronto? I think, Eddie, where's Eddie? Eddie, did you mention the shootings in the parade in Toronto? Yes, I did. What else can you say other than there was a shooting in a parade in Toronto?
8: uh i don't know i guess you could debate there are some people saying now we've got to outlaw these large gatherings of people because they're too dangerous and uh are people actually are
2: saying
6: that
8: some yeah some people have brought that up
2: some people have said we can't have te- parades anymore because the, they're too the, dangerous yeah, to they're, have they're
8: lots are of people too, there's too many people gathered in in one area in one spot and you can't you know protect people who
2: debated that
8: i'm just i'm just saying i know no
2: who is coming out against like we can't have fireworks celebrations anymore because people are going to be too crowded and then bad things might happen you know how it is oh jesus uh all right let's go back to the phone by the way does everybody agree that we should give minnesota to canada based on the first two calls we got from minnesota today
3: i'm hoping we get a minnesota call that undoes those two calls
2: i mean just awfulness just well you can criticize me for a lot I work harder than anybody in the world of sports media. This is true. You find me somebody else who does three hours of morning radio, who does an hour of television, who runs a website, who has like six different businesses that he runs by himself. I don't think there's anybody. I'm not even sure who the number two person is. I'm not sure there's a – like if you were like who works the hardest in all of sports media right now, I'm number one. I think there's like 10 gaps before we get to number two. I'm not even sure who's close. Find me somebody else who writes 10,000 words a week, hosts a three-hour daily show, and does an hour of daily television. I don't think there's anybody else in sports media who does that. Who's up next?
4: We got Blue in Kentucky.
2: Blue, what's up, my man? Hey, Clay, I love the ideas. I just
5: want to throw another one at you for the dead period and we could uh require all WNBA players to have teacups even force them maybe instead of jerseys to have uh sports bras maybe really short shorts you know that'd be pretty cool
2: I'm trying to think how to respond to this without getting fired my boy blue in Kentucky comes in what did he suggest sports bras for WNBA players that is very sexist of blue uh, the WNBA is going on now. Didn't they have a controversy in the Women's Tennis Association over their clothing requirements? Didn't somebody try to require? Is this? Am I making this up? Or I think they required skirts or something, and it turned into a huge controversy. I can't remember exactly.
0: I heard they're going with the volleyball shorts. Yeah, some now, of the, the women, WNBA. yeah,
3: some of the WNBA women have been starting to wear volleyball shorts. Oh, is this real? Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, you know what? I got to give props on this because I've never understood this going all the way back to when I was in high school. All right. Oh,
3: we used to hang out in the gymnasium after school. Yeah. I love it, was, volleyball. it was girls' volleyball yeah, that serious, we were watching.
2: Serious question. Who is the pervert out there who decided that they that girls playing volleyball had to wear those shorts? There's absolutely no way to defend them other than they look incredible, right? But it's not like uh, there's some particular movement requirements in volleyball that don't exist in every other women's sport, right? Like, I mean, it's, it's a legitimate good question. Now, it's not as big of a deal now because women all wear the, uh, the what are the, the, the Lululemon pants, the yoga pants, like, which are basically just the uh, volleyball shorts, except, you know, they go all the way down the legs now. But I'm telling you, I'm with everybody out there who has ever been a heterosexual male. Women's volleyball shorts made high school sports – I mean, that's like 90% of the reason you paid attention to – maybe 98% of the reason you paid attention to women's volleyball back in the day. And I didn't know they were starting to wear them in the WNBA, too. They're probably pretty comfortable. I don't know. But, wow. We'll talk about that. This is OutKick uh, on Fox Sports Radio. This is
0: OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis.
1: near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tire rack.com sports to see their retestine test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tire, tire rack.com sports tire the way tire buying should be
2: I go out kick studios uh, I believe we have a uh, we have a cut Minnesota somebody just sent me this is pretty funny uh, let's see who am I looking at here um, I can't figure out who sent this um, but uh, somebody just sent me a, a clip Dominic did if Clay Travis uh, hot takes were running for president and it's just a map of the 1984 election, and there are 49 states that are red, and one state, Minnesota, is blue. Minnesota upset with me this morning. That's why I'm going to have to send them to Canada. Uh, but a uh, Minnesota caller called in earlier and said, why wasn't I spending more time talking about the shooting at the Toronto Rafters parade? I,
7: it's kind of a lazy show prep, in my opinion. What, what are you trying to get at? There, do we have ADD in, in the U.S. that bad that we can't talk about something other than, than the, the highlight of sports every day, or
2: what, what's the deal? What, what do you think the highlight of sports is today? If you were programming this show out of Minnesota, you would have led with what today? You don't think a shooting at a
7: parade is important just because it's related to, uh, I mean, I mean, what do you want? What do you expect EFCN to, to highlight
2: today? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe I should have just come on and been like, hey, guys, somebody got shot at the parade in Toronto. And then just kept saying it over and over again. Like, I can't believe somebody got shot at the parade in Toronto. That's what they want in Minnesota, I guess. That's why we need to ship them to Canada. Hate to send a state away, but this morning, based on reaction and interaction, I think we'd have to vote Minnesota out of the union. Other 49 states have been fine. They've been enjoyable. Callers have been interactive. Good feedback. Minnesota this morning supposed to be nice in Minnesota. They're upset at me. So I'm going to send them to Canada. Dub, who's up next? By the way, I I didn't know that there were WNBA players showing up in biker shorts now. Showing up in uh, volleyball shorts. Anybody I I haven't watched a NBA game WNBA game in my entire life. So if you told me right now, Clay, Nashville is going to get a WNBA franchise and they will win twenty straight championships, or you can have five dollars, I would take five dollars. I, I I just I don't think that I would enjoy the WNBA franchise that much. They can win twenty straight championships for the city of Nashville, your hometown, or I'll give you five dollars right now, I would take the five dollars. VIP line, who's up?
3: Mike and Modesto.
2: Mike and Modesto, what's up?
5: Clay, I take the five bucks too. I'll, I'll tell you what, all your suggestions were just outstanding. But the only I want to add to it, can we please move the baseball regular season to hundred games. Maybe the basketball regular season down to sixty, and let's move the pro ball back to the end of the season. The NFL guaranteed that the top four teams that year will not be participating in a game that nobody watches anyway. Thank you for the time,
2: Clay. Yeah, you know what? I do think that the load management issue in the NBA is going to become a big issue for that league because Kawhi took basically 20 games off. Anthony Davis and LeBron James, if you look at their overall health, have continued to have issues, and especially Anthony Davis. Um, You know, LeBron had the groin issue last year and missed a lot of games. But I think that a lot of NBA stars are going to be saying, hey, I want to play 60 games and be ready to go in the playoffs and have a lot of energy left. And I think that can make sense if you think you're contending for a championship. And so the NBA season is predicated on 82 games, but I think there's a a strong argument that it really should be 55 or 60 games. And I don't know how the NBA is going to handle that. I think that's a real challenge for Adam Silver going forward because if you're a kid and uh, and your parents are taking you to a game – and it's a visiting team and you want to watch a guy play and he doesn't play, and that happens like 25% of the time in the NBA, I think it's a big deal. All right, we'll continue to take your calls. We'll roll in. Uh, I tease the OJ story. I'm going to tease it again. OJ Simpson got on Twitter, and he may have already threatened to kill a man on Twitter in Twitter DMs after one day. I swear to God, this is real. We're going to talk about it. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. Thanks for hanging out with us. Hope your Tuesday is going spectacularly well.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific.
2: Thank God Eddie Garcia got us the update there on the shooting in Toronto at the parade. I don't know how anybody would have got their morning started if we hadn't made sure that we mentioned that off the top for Ken in Minnesota. There's a shooting at the parade in Toronto. Unbelievable. Uh, This is the Geico Outkick Studios. We're going to get to OJ here in a minute and uh, determine whether or not we think he's already threatened to kill someone on uh, Twitter. Uh, he's only been on there for like three days, and evidently he is sliding into people's DMs and sending uh, threats. Or somebody, I think more accurately, honestly, more accurately, it's somebody who works for O.J. Simpson that is doing that. Um, and uh, and we'll talk about that in a second. But first, uh, let's continue to take your calls on a variety of different subjects to start off the show. I laid out my theory for making American sports uh, as best as, it, as good as it could possibly be. A three-part uh, scenario that was uh, pretty straightforward, I think, that would make a lot of sense. NFL season, NBA season starts on Christmas, ends the first week of August. College basketball starts on January 2nd, right after the major college football uh, pl- uh, bowl games are played ends with May Madness instead of March Madness, and the NFL puts at least one more bye week or two into its season and finishes on President's Day weekend, the Sunday before President's Day, so that everybody gets a Monday off. I expanded it as well and said I would make Halloween the final Saturday of October, and I would end the time zone, uh, sorry, the daylight savings time. We would stay on this time for the rest of humanity. In America, we would never change time again. And we would have just two time zones, an east and a west time zone, a central and a mountain time. So no matter where you lived in the entire country, you were always within an hour of each uh, each other. All right. Who's up next, Dub?
4: Let's go to Mitch in Miami. He's got some beef with your time zone proposition.
2: Mitch in Miami. Hey. Yeah.
7: Man let me try to explain this slowly. I feel like you
9: represent half of the idiots in this country with your uh, Republican ideology. Uh, what, What
2: ideology do you think I have? So you think all Republicans are idiots?
9: Yeah, and that you don't believe
7: in science. Let me explain it to you slowly. If there were just one time zone, this would be
9: impossible because the earth rotates 15 degrees every hour.
2: I said there'd be two time zones.
9: Right, and that would be impossible. You think of the sun, rises, uh and and sets. I said there would be the two United time States.
2: zones in America. Are you not smart enough to understand my, my concept here?
9: No, man, because it would be,
2: you 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 would get morning and in mixed into afternoon and tonight. Yeah, thanks for and, that all. It always amazes me that people who think they're smart are actually really stupid. So this guy calls in from Miami, immediately says that all Republicans are dumb, and then he's unable to actually understand what I said. I didn't say there should be two time zones in the world. I said we should have two time zones instead of four in this country. Would it create some differences? Yes, it might be dark in the morning for longer on the East Coast, depending on the time of the year. But the overall impact would be positive, I believe. Everybody would have mountain time zone and everybody would have central time zone. Boom. We're all one hour apart. I think it would be do wonders for the economy. Everybody can work together all day. I didn't say there's only two time zones in the world. I said there's two time zones in America. It's amazing to me. Something called the Dunning-Kruger effect, I think it's called. And if you've ever wondered... Uh, about this the person of most average intelligence in America probably not very smart right but the smarter you are the more likely you are to doubt your ideas people think oh clay you're you know you come up with these ideas but I before I give an idea I've already thought through every possible permutation of an argument against the idea that I give out doesn't mean that you have to agree with my idea But by and large, this is like what being a lawyer is, right? When you're a lawyer, you have to not only think about the argument that you're making, you have to think about the argument that somebody is going to make against you. And so by the time I come out with an opinion, I've already in my head worked out the entire argument, both sides, and decided that I like my argument better. Now, before I started making arguments about the world of sports and sharing my opinions here, people could come and they could pay me and I would argue whatever side they paid me to argue. That's the job of a lawyer, right? You pay me enough money, I will be your advocate. But I didn't pick which side I liked, I picked which side would pay me. Now I get to pick which side I like. I'm like a judge, right? The judge gets to sit and hear both arguments, and then he gets to pick the one that he thinks makes the most sense, the one that works the best for the law. That's what I do now. But the Dunning-Kruger effect basically says that the dumber you are, you think that you are the smart person because you aren't smart enough to understand how stupid you are. It's really amazing. If you've ever seen somebody like this, this basically explains the entire internet. The people who are the dumbest are so dumb. They literally don't know how dumb they are, but even worse than that, they think they're actually the smart ones. People get mad now at the SAT and the ACT and all the standardized tests and stuff. If you stunk on the SAT and the ACT, it's probably not because the test is biased. It's probably because you're not very smart. Let's just be honest. Now, not everybody gets to go to great schools. But by and large, a standardized test is an accurate measure of your intelligence at that particular point in time. Instead of arguing that the test is biased, maybe study more. Maybe work on being smarter. The num- but this is this explains the entire internet once you really understand this Dunning-Kruger effect. The dumber you are, the more likely you are to think that you are smart and that everybody else is dumb. You literally lack the intelligence to be that self-aware. And the flip side to this is, if you're actually smart, you doubt yourself all the time. Like so Maybe that person knows more than me. Maybe I haven't done enough research. So doubting yourself is actually a pretty good sign of intelligence. The dumber you are, the less likely you are to be able to doubt yourself because you're not intelligent enough to actually manage that, like our buddy down in Miami. Tommy in Florida. What's up, Tommy?
10: Hey, man. Awesome show. This is is great. First of all, I want to say... Thank you so much for not talking about the shooting. It's, it's sports guys like you who talk about the shootings that are the reason why politics have gotten into our sports. So I want to thank you for not leading with that. That would have been like the easiest thing for you to do, and you didn't do it. So kudos to you for that. Second of all, daylight savings, I agree with you. they got to get rid of daylight savings. Keep it what it is right now. That's a no-brainer. But I disagree with you on this time zone thing because people go to bed, not based on the actual time. They go to bed based on the daylight, the actual light. Where's the, where where's the sun's going down, it's getting dark, I'm going to go to bed. If sun's coming up, I'm going to wake up, I'm going to start my day. So if it's 6 o'clock in New York, okay, it's 5 o'clock in L.A., according to your theory. The problem with that is in LA at five o'clock, then people aren't going to be going home from work. They're still going to be working. They'll just go home at eight o'clock. So they're
2: they're going to adapt See, their yeah, time I, period. I, yeah, I understand that a little bit, but I don't think, thanks for the call. I don't think people pay that much attention to light and dark now in terms of their overall schedules. I think that electricity killed us off of the night and dark schedules. Right, like I think most people look at their phones to see what time it is. I don't think they walk outside and look at the sun and try to gauge what time it is, and I don't think they walk outside and look at the moon and try to gauge what time it is either. I think we are basically we have divorced ourselves, and you can make an argument that that's one reason why this is this is a theory that I have that I think there's some support for. Why have like rates of uh, mental illness in this country? skyrocketed in the last 50 years part of that is just we do a better job of diagnosing it I also think people don't sleep enough like I don't sleep enough because I got to get up early for this show and I stay up late the night before and everything else but I think that sleep helps to regulate your mental health in a substantial way and your emotions and everything else and I think everybody's sitting up in bed late at night watching Netflix and watching Hulu and watching late night sports and everything else that we don't get, our bodies don't get the sleep that we naturally would get. You know, they do all those studies. Like how much would you sleep if you didn't have any exposure to light at all? You know, they'll put somebody like in a cave and try to figure out what's the ideal amount to sleep. And eventually your body gets set on a cycle because we, we don't even know why we necessarily need sleep. But I think it's because our brains heal while we sleep. And so I think the number one way that you could uh, try to keep your body and your brain healthy is sleep. I really do. And so I think what has happened in the last 50 years, part of it is certainly we do a better job of diagnosing mental illness. But I think another reason why the incidence of mental illness has continued to rise in this country is because, in this world in general, is because we don't sleep enough. And our number one way for our body to combat mental illness is to get sleep I really do believe that's true now obviously there's all sorts of different uh factors and 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 elements that that impact that but I think a huge sleep debt is a big part for the lack of health in this country like I think if everybody slept seven hours a night every single person slept seven hours a night the country would be a lot healthier the world be a lot healthier who's up next
4: we got Tyrone in Birmingham
2: Tyrone in Birmingham what's up my man Hey, okay, this call here might get you fired if you
6: if um if you follow me. But you're talking about the WNBA, and we agree that it
2: sucks, right? Well, I mean, I don't know that it sucks. I just think that like the difference between a men's basketball player and a women's basketball player is so substantial that I don't have any interest in watching. Women play basketball unless. Look, I watch college basketball because those schools, like I, you know, my dad is a huge Lady Vols fan, for instance, University of Tennessee women. There's probably people listening who watch UConn. Well, right?
6: well you that, watch. You're, not, you're not a, you're you, not a good example. I knew you were going to say that because you grew up a Vols fan, but most people don't have that experience.
2: Right, and what I'm also saying is the reason I watch is not because uh, the women's basketball, it's because they're connected to the university that you might have otherwise rooted for on your own, right? So you're not watching because you're just, like if you had to choose, if you ask anybody to watch men's college basketball and women's basketball, there's nobody who can watch that and say that women's basketball is anywhere near the same quality of product. And the same thing is true for the NBA and the WNBA. I think there are other sports. For instance, tennis. I think you can watch women's tennis, and it and it is every bit as enjoyable as men's tennis. It doesn't hard hurt it. Hurt it. I the only sport that women are one hundred percent better. Let me uh, see if you disagree. I would rather watch women's gymnastics than I would men's gymnastics in the Olympics. Right. It's otherwise hard for me to think of a sport that I would rather watch women do than men. And I, but I would rather watch women's gymnastics in the Olympics. I think it's more entertaining than men's gymnastics.
3: What season. about ice skating?
2: Well, ice skating. Wait a well, a minute, wait a minute. yeah, probably ice skating. Yeah. Cause, yeah, that ice skating might be an answer too. That's that's a good one.
6: Wait, wait a minute. I'm glad you brought those up
9: because
6: <laughs> that's going where I'm going. All right, we agree, sex sales, right in oh, most yeah. walks of life. All right, this is what they need to do with uh, women's basketball in general now going to sound crazy, and I've been laughed at, but you saw the win in that direction earlier. First thing we have to do and I is to change the attire. Now, I would really want to go with beach ball. Beach outfit. volleyball, like bikini outfits? Yeah, but I know that's the extreme, so we'll go with the indoor outfit, right, for, for women's volleyball. The other thing they need to do, it'll take 10 years for it to really to play out, is to lower the basketball goal to nine feet. Because once you eliminate the dunk from basketball, that's such a huge part of the entertainment value. The only issue with the, the outfit changing, and I don't have an answer for this, this is where you, the Solomon, whatever you call yourself. King Solomon. And this may get you fired, but I think you love living on the edge. You made millions doing it that way. Is how do we get rid of the chicks that look so much like dudes over this ten-year span? Now we can solve all of that. I think it would improve the entertainment value and obviously ratings
2: of the and WNBA and on down. I don't the know line, how you have I, a physical I, I, look stat. Thanks for the call. There's a lot of ugly men who have played sports. Like Willie McGee back in the day, objectively, I'm sorry if Willie's listening, ugly ass dude. Sam Cassell, back in the day, ugly ass dude. Who was the guy that had the the uh the white guy who played? I think he played for the Clippers. Was it Chris Kamen? What was the guy's name who was Chris so Chris Kamen,
1: yeah. He yeah. was
2: an ugly ass dude, right? So I don't know about the looks. Based the entire cast.
1: '80s Celtics are all ugly.
2: The entire '80s <laughs> Celtics. Kevin McHale, not yeah. a good-looking dude. Robert Parrish, not a good-looking Dennis dude. John. Larry Bird. That that might be the ugliest team of all. <laughs> That's actually ugly a good team point. Of all time. The '1980s Celtics were some of the ugliest dudes ever put together. Think about that for. I never really thought about it before. Who was the best-looking '1980s member of the Celtics? Danny Ainge. And he's ugly. Danny Ainge's not a bad-looking dude. I mean, he's an average-looking guy. But there were a lot of ugly dudes that I just ran through off the top of my head. Robert Parrish and Kevin McHale, they look like – I mean, they they look like freakazoids.
3: Greg Kite. There's a Greg Kite in that team. Greg Kite. Yeah, another good one.
2: Uh, So – but I do think the nine-foot basketball rim uh, is not a bad idea. Like, I don't know why – and I do think dunking in the game would make a – substantial. people say, well, they dunk now. Not really, right? There's like four people in the WNBA who can dunk – I do think it would make the, it would give an above the rim component to the WNBA that would help. I think the challenge that they have in general is outside of the teams that you root for because you rooted for them from the get-go. It's hard to create fans. Right? Uh, and I think this is true no matter whether you're the MLS who's suddenly coming into a market and you're trying to uh trying to go out and reach people or Whether it's, um, you know, like you run in, for instance, with the, uh, uh, you know, like uh, the XFL. It takes a long time for you to care about that logo. It takes a long time for you to care about that insignia. And so we forget how long that, that process can sometimes play out. But I think ultimately what has to happen is the sport has to be really entertaining. And you're competing. I remember there's a great line from uh, Reed Hastings who runs Netflix. And he said like, oh, when we we're kind of going, everybody's like, oh, you're competing with HBO. You're competing with Game of Thrones. And he said, when we think about it, and this ties in with my argument earlier, he said, what we're competing with is sleep. And I think that makes so much sense because when you think about the way that you watch television or whatever you want to call it, you stream television, whether it's sports or it's entertainment, How often are you laying in bed at night and you make a decision about whether or not to watch another program while trying to weigh how tired you are? Especially Netflix because they have that system where they have a cliffhanger ending to an episode and then boom, the next one loads up and you can see it downloading and you're like, oh man, am I going to stop right now or am I going to keep watching? And you're usually deciding there am I going to keep watching Netflix or am I going to go to sleep? And I think that happens a lot in the world of sports now, certainly late when you're on the East Coast and you're laying in bed and you're watching sports and you're thinking, wait a minute, am I going to continue to watch sports or am I going to go to bed? Uh, Am I going to watch the second half of this football game or this basketball game? And what makes you keep watching? The entertainment value. So the entertainment value is competing with your notions of how much sleep you need where we got dub we got other calls
4: yeah let's go back to minnesota we got christine in minnesota
2: christine are you trying to apologize for the state of minnesota for the calls earlier in the show Yeah, i'm trying to make up i'm in southern minnesota so i'm more american <clears throat> yeah that's a good point um
10: yeah but please don't uh, annex us to canada i don't want to live with uh, you would agree and if you
2: were just listening to the show and we had to send today uh, a state to yeah. canada based on performance it would have to be minnesota
10: i'd have to vote myself in yeah, yeah i'm sorry i know
2: it's unfortunate. But, uh,
10: I know I, I do like the idea of two time zones, and I think it'd make it much easier for travel, much easier for everything. And I like the idea of shifting the basketball season because these couple months here where it's between basketball and football, there's there's nothing on TV to watch, and yeah. I'm not going to watch women's basketball or beach volleyball, you know. Um, so I agree. I agree with a couple of your points there, and I just wanted to call in and
2: say, hey, Minnesota's alright. I like Minnesota. I didn't like our callers from Minnesota earlier. Got to say. Really disappointed. But Christine trying to fight back on behalf of Minnesota, southern Minnesota, she said. Who's up next, Dub?
4: We got Derek in Iowa.
2: Derek, what's shaking? Hey, Clay, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, sorry.
7: um few points. Um, I like the daylight uh, saving time we have right now. I think it benefits the colder states, uh, gives a better outlook every day instead of going back an hour and dark early. Uh, it helps those uh, grumpies up north of us in Minnesota. Also, um, ML, uh, ML Carr was uh, the best-looking guy in the Celtics in the 80s. Great smile. And I think OJ could benefit from the, the times staying the same because you could probably find the killer with that extra daylight saving.
2: Thanks. Uh, that's, a, that's a good call. Iowa surging to the top of the calls. I don't remember ML Carr. Good-looking dude. Do we have anybody who can pull up a picture of ML Carr and give us an opinion on whether he's the best-looking 1980s? I never really thought about how ugly the 1980s Celtics were until we got that call or whoever came up with it. I don't remember who came up with the idea. I did. Roberto. That's right. You just sit around thinking about old school basketball dudes and whether they were good looking or not.
4: I just remember them <laughs> being ugly, man.
2: Roberto's just kicking back. He's like, "You know it was a good looking team? The 1977 76ers. That was a team that just really made me want to take my pants off and treat my body like a uh like a roller coaster." Uh, who's up next?
4: We got Paul in New York.
2: Paul in New York, let's shake it Paul.
7: Good morning, Clay. How are you? Excellent. Good. Good. This is great. This is great stuff. So I think a couple of things that you hit on that are so key to the um, you know your your suggestions that you have is one is the oversaturation of sports. I sat there Saturday at about one thirty in the afternoon, and there was pickleball, cornhole, and championship rugby, which was actually called by Jim. Mann. so the oversaturation is absolutely killing everything. Um, the one thing that I was wondering about as far as um your plan is what about fringe sports i don't know if you if you brought that up but fringe sports like the four major golf tournaments triple crown things like that how would you implement that in the uh in the plan that you have yeah
2: so it's a good question so i actually think that uh the pga did a good job i I like the idea that we go masters in april uh pga championship in may we got the uh, u.s open in june and the, uh, and the British Open in July. So I think they've actually been pretty smart there um, in recognizing that they're trying to compete. Now they do that FedEx Cup or whatever it's called on the PGA. I would end that before football season actually starts. So that I don't know how the calendar works or how possible that would actually be. But I don't know about you guys. I don't even know when that ends. Once the golf is competing with college football or the NFL, I'm not paying attention to it at all, right? There's a 0% chance that I am paying attention to any golf tournament once college football in the NFL starts. And what's funny is the golfers themselves will tell you that. Like, they're out on the course, and they want updates on their favorite college team or their favorite NFL team. So you can't compete with football. I would just stop trying to compete with football. And so to the extent that you could make that uh, even better – that would be a uh, that would be a good solution to try to pack it even more into uh, into the uh, into the summer, right? I know they have a lot of different things that go on uh, in the summer, but if they could finish the FedEx Cup, and I'm not saying they can't still play golf tournaments, but if you're going to make your FedEx Cup really matter, then I think you need to finish it before we start all paying attention to football. Um, in terms of uh, in terms of the horse racing, I, I don't I don't know that there's a way to save the horse racing. I mean, you got the derby, what is the first first Saturday in May? And I don't even know when, off the top of my head when those things are taking place. I think there's certainly there's no way you could move the derby. People in Kentucky would riot. And I don't think I think the first Saturday in May is fine for the Derby. Is it the first Saturday or the second Saturday in May? I think it's the first Saturday. Um and 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 just keeping it there. But I don't think there's really a way to help with horse racing, honestly. There's only three and if the first, yeah there's only three horse races and really the only time we talk about it is if somebody has a chance to win the triple crown all right dub any more calls or we need to go to break
4: yeah last one we got uh rick in jacksonville
2: rick in jacksonville what's up rick
5: play
4: yes 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 this is
5: perfect so i also with uh with my job we have a um a headquarters out west so i'm literally waiting uh sometimes to uh get some help until noon or 1. Yep. Uh, so I love the, the time zone there. That's perfect. I think I think people may not like the whole March March Madness going to May. I don't have a problem with it. Uh, but I guess my only question is, um, when you say that these, the two time zones, so, like, for example, I'm just curious what you think. When would you start, like, a Monday night football game or a Sunday night football game? Thanks, Mike.
2: Yeah, that's why I'm thinking the two time zones would help. I'm thinking you started at 7. Maybe you started at 8 on the east coast time and you started at seven on the west coast time uh but in an ideal world i think you would start it at seven and it would be seven on the east coast six on the on the west coast and so my thought is that almost everybody would be able to stay up and watch the entire game right because for instance a monday night football game would end by 10 or ten fifteen on the east coast and it would end at 9 or 9:15 on the west coast and then for uh, for Sunday night football i would say the same thing the goal would be to be off at t- be, be done by 10 or 10:15 at the latest and so i think most people could probably stay up for a 10 or 10:15 finish and you know then you wake up at you know whatever time you normally get up 6 5:30 whatever it is and you've been able to watch the entire game so for right now on the east coast you finish at what eleven or eleven fifteen, and uh, and on the west coast, you know you got the constant like shift going on. But I think seven and six would be my ideal time: seven o'clock east coast, six o'clock west coast. Boom! Everybody gets to watch. West coast is done at nine fifteen, east coast is done at ten fifteen, and there's not that much difference at all. And again, I think that what he's talking about is also significant. If you work on the East Coast and you work a lot with people on the West Coast, which is very common, you do get in on the East Coast and just sit around for hours waiting for people on the West Coast to get there. And conversely, if you're working on the West Coast and you're trying to interact with people on the East Coast, you look down at your watch and you're like, crap, it's 3 o'clock on the West Coast. Well, people are already starting to leave on the East Coast. So this way you'd be able to have the East and the West Coast of the country interact a lot more and be able to get everything done all right I got to tease the OJ story I promise we're going to get to it did OJ threaten to kill somebody we're going to debate it it looks like he might have already on social media this is Outkick on Fox Sports Radio this is Outkick the
0: coverage with Clay Travis
1: tire slash sports dot the way tire buying should be
2: welcome back geico outkick studios all right i teased this oj thing for a while oj simpson's twitter account if you don't know oj definitely does have an official twitter account is oj verified yet do we know did twitter verify him
3: i'm not sure let me check on that you would think that they would have verified him right away right
2: Maybe, unless they consider like they have some policy about not verifying you know controversial people, I, I don't know, but O.J is definitely on Twitter. He's been sending him videos, uh, and somebody sent me a funny uh, tweet, and actually, now that I think about it, I can't look away. How much O.J now looks like the former manager from uh, from coming to America, uh, the McDow- McDowell's guy? Uh, and now I'm like, you know what? I can kind of see O.J playing that role in coming to America too. That would be a hell of Aren't they making Coming to America, too? Yeah, they are. Yeah, that'd be a hell of a move if they brought him in to play uh, the old man. But uh, OJ Simpson's Twitter account allegedly sent a series of menacing direct messages. I'm reading from the New York Post right now, including a string of 16 knife emojis and the warning, quote, I will find your ass and cut you to a parody account that skewers the disgraced football star... Over his acquittal in the 1994 slayings of ex-wife Nicole Brown Simpson and Ron Goldman, uh, these are on a uh, on a video that was released from the Twitter handle at Killer OJ Simpson, uh, which uh, which basically ridicules OJ Simpson in a parody account, uh, and the parody account features a crudely doctored profile photo of Simpson. Grinning while holding a butcher knife in a black glove hand. And O.J. evidently. Now, I don't think that O.J. is likely manning his Twitter account. Does anybody out there think O.J. is what? Like 70-something?
3: Yeah, I think he's 71 now.
2: Okay, O.J. is 71 years old. So, I think what's probably most likely.
3: His assistant?
2: Yeah, or like assistants, right? Like, I mean, that I, I think it's unlikely that a 71-year-old guy is one sliding into people's DMs that often to like knowing the difference if you just recently got on Twitter to know how to send a direct message requires a little bit of dexterity with the with the Twitter service and then to be sending emoticons I think it's probably more likely that he has a young you know like uh, uh, somebody young who's running his account and filming these videos that he's posting because I can't imagine that uh, if you missed it yesterday uh, we, we had a video of OJ Denying that he was Khloe Kardashian's dad, uh, so and that he had an affair with Kris Jenner. So of all the things that O.J. could address, the first thing O.J. wanted to address was whether or not he was Khloe Kardashian's dad, and also saying that he uh, did not have an affair with Kris Jenner. But not, you know, a, not coming out and talking about the fact that he's still looking for the murders of uh, of Nicole Brown Simpson and uh, and Ronald Goldman. But so, I I think in general, uh, it's unlikely that OJ sent these DMs. But do we think this is real? Like, I looked at the video, and that's the thing that's hard about the internet now. It's hard to figure out whether anything is real now because it's so easy to fake things. So, and I think it's only going to get worse. Did you guys see the video somebody put up of Mark Zuckerberg Uh, that was a total fake but was basically ridiculing people for trusting Facebook in any way and a lot of people believed it was real? because it is Mark Zuckerberg and they've manipulated it through CGI. I think it, we're going to like the, what they're calling the so-called deep fakes, where it's almost impossible to tell whether a video is real or artificial. We're almost there now where the technology is such that they can find anybody and make it look like anybody is saying anything. So I think that's the problem in general is you can just say it's not real and people will buy in that it's not real. But do you think that this OJ thing is real?
3: It looks real, but I tend to agree with you that this is somebody working for OJ, the same guy videotaping him. And by the way, he's up to 709,000 followers, and Twitter has not verified him yet.
2: So, yeah, okay, so he's over, I have 600,000, some odd. So in like four days, OJ has swept past me in terms of followers. Uh, Do you think it's real, Dub?
4: I think it's real, but there's no way that's actually OJ typing that.
2: Like you think it's just, you agree with me that it's somebody who is running the account for him.
4: Yeah, absolutely. And, and probably
2: and, uh, O.J. needs to not have a guy who's sending I'll Kill You and 16 different Knives to uh, to parody accounts.
4: Yeah, probably not the smartest move.
2: Yeah. Yeah, probably not a good move. Uh, all right. Uh, what do you think, Eddie?
8: Yeah, it's hard to believe that O.J. is uh, is real tech savvy.
2: That he Like doesn't he's have great with emoticons and DMs and also yeah. that he's sending death threats to other Twitter accounts? Uh, I,
8: I mean, I would think he at least has somebody helping him out with it. I
2: mean... Yeah. So, are we unanimous here, Roberto? Are you yeah, still thinking about totally the 1980 Celtics? So you can't yeah. even be bothered to uh, to those short shorts they wore. Yeah, how, Fred how, Roberts. Good that hung Don't on forget Fred thoughts? Roberts, Roberto. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Roberto, just being so on top of how the 1980 Celtics looked is uh, making me a little uncomfortable. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> just ready for that at any moment. All right, when we come back final segment of the hour. Do we have um some Animal Thunderdome? Yeah, we do. We got some Animal Thunderdome for you. Also, Petros Papadakis will join us in hour 3. This is Outkick on Fox Sports Radio.
0: This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Guy go Outkick
2: Studios. It's funny. We're just talking about the uh, the like whether the OJ DMs are real or not, whether he's legitimately threatening a parody account or someone who is in OJ, who has access to OJ's account is doing it. Uh, but I went downstairs uh, during the break, and my eight year old is the only person up in the house. And as usually happens, I mean, the only person up in the house other than me, I've got the home studio for TV and radio here. Uh, but I go downstairs, and he's on his iPad. And that's usually what he does when he gets up, like a lot of your kids, I imagine as well. He gets up and he will go and watch the highlights of his favorite team. And right now it's the Braves, so he's watching the Braves and Mets highlights uh, last night that happened after he went to bed, and uh, and then he's also you know scrolling around YouTube watching watching uh, different uh, different videos. And this morning he's watching. People who have supposedly mailed themselves to Santa Claus. All right. Um, so there are, there's a whole, uh, the amount of time that kids spend on YouTube is wild. Uh, and I, I'm su- like, not just my kids, every kid I see anywhere and talk about, like they spend a ton of time watching these YouTube videos. And so uh, my eight year old uh, is like, Dad, I'm watching these these videos of people claiming that they were shipped to Santa Claus, like kids who box themselves into a box and ship themselves to Santa Claus. And he said some of them admit that it's fake and that it didn't really happen, but others of them say it's real. He said, but I don't really think you can ship yourself to Santa Claus because how would you go to the bathroom and how would you breathe and how would you eat? And I said, yeah, you know, that's that's pretty true. He said, but man, these videos are so good, it's hard to tell what's fake or not. So there you go. There you go. My eight-year-old is trapped up on whether or not he's actually uh, capable of getting uh, getting shipped to Santa Claus or not in the North Pole, because that would be a dream of his. He and his brother, he and his four-year-old brother, this past uh, this past Christmas season, I came home one day and they were sitting in a cardboard box <laughs> with a bunch of duct tape, and I said, "What are you doing?" And they said, "We're gonna we're gonna ship ourselves to Santa Claus." I said, well, how, what are you, what are you going to, (laughs) and it was actually pretty funny what they had (laughs) packed in there. They had like, my four-year-old had his favorite blankets and they had iPads. I was like, well, the iPads are going to run out. You can't just sit there. It's dark in there. You guys don't even want to go up the stairs by yourself and you're going to (laughs) sit in a dark cardboard box for two, three days. Did they have sandwiches at least? Oh, uh, they had some sandwiches. I think they had some grapes, like a little bit, a little bit of grapes. Uh, yeah,
1: my daughter's three; she loves that YouTube. man.
2: Oh, yeah, water bottles. They had water bottles, uh, so they were at least, uh, they were at least thinking that they would, uh, they would be able to fluidate themselves. I, I really stumped them with where they were going to poo. Uh, but I mean, they were ready to go. They had, the, they had duct tape out, um, and so uh, I was thinking about, you know, just carrying them outside, putting them on the corner, see how long that goes. Um, but uh, but yeah, deep fakes. It's hard to know. Maybe people are getting shipped to Santa Claus. You never know. Uh, all right, so when we come back, we'll open up Hour 3 with the Animal Thunderdome. Also, later today, uh, our new Wins and Losses podcast is going to drop. Dub, you've already heard this thing. We had uh, Mike Leach, coach of Washington State. We recorded it yesterday. How would you describe the conversation?
4: Well, first of all, I'm a huge Mike Leach fan, so I really enjoyed listening to that Mike Leach is a
2: big OutKick fan, so he was excited to do it. We've had him on a couple times on the regular radio show, but this is two-plus hours with Mike Leach.
4: And it went about as you can expect, which is unexpected. You ask a question, and you just let him go, and it was just really fun to listen to him because you'd ask a question, and we'd, we'd finally end up with an answer, but we'd end up talking about six or seven different other things in route to that answer so it was a it was a great listen
2: you could ask ask Mike Leach like how do you think Cliff Kingsbury will do as a head coach in the NFL and it will turn into a huge digression on where the best coaches are how much impact a coach has at the high school the college and the NFL level how the different preparations matter what exactly the air raid offense is and how it's sometimes misapplied in terms of terminology uh, I mean, the, the answers are winding roads of hopefully very interesting uh, analysis along the way. And that should be up, I think, later today. If you haven't subscribed to that yet, we've had Jason Whitlock, we've had Shannon Terry, who founded 24-7 Sports and Rivals and sold them both for $100 million, and SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey. So now uh, Mike Leach, pretty varied collection, but I think all those have been very enjoyable. Subscribe to that today. Up next, Animal Thunderdome on OutKick.
0: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
2: Live from the Geico Outkick Studios. If you're just waking up on the West Coast, congrats. Because you're waking up just in time for the Animal Thunderdome. Cue the music, boys.
0: Ladies and gentlemen... I'm just glad I was there. Boys and girls... I thought he thought I was, like, this ginormous piece of chicken. Dying time's here. I had a bullet instructor
10: stuck to my face. And you have a what? This
2: is Animal Thunderdome. All right, what you got for me, Danny G? All
3: right, Clay, you love to give me a hard time over reporting on the toddler death stories by animals. Yes. I'm going to redeem myself with this. Tampa... When it comes to baby gender reveals, this is done in true Florida style right here. A Tampa couple used their pet alligator, Amos, to help them announce the gender of their child. A video from Tampa station Fox 13 shows Chad Wright dangling a black balloon in front of their pet alligator. His wife, Stacy, stands nearby watching. After a few tries, the alligator chomps on the balloon, releasing a pink powder. So it's a girl, obviously. Chad, by the way. He's a wildlife trapper, uh, shocker. It, there in Florida, uh, they've had the pet alligator since 2000, according to Fox 13.
2: They've had a pet alligator for 20 years. Yes,
3: and this is the 10th child for the rights.
2: I I'm, this is a this is <laughs> uh, this is a wild family. I mean, first of all, 10 kids is crazy. I, I saw this Can you video.
3: imagine?
2: I mean, 10 is it the same woman? Yeah. Wow. I mean, that is like, uh, that's like old school prairie. I got a farm and I got to have all the different kids work on the farm, uh, level. I mean, 10 kids is crazy. Um, and then to have a pet alligator for 20 years while you have 10 kids, maybe even crazier, right? I mean, most people are afraid of like their kid, you know, like if you have a pet dog, you're like, oh, I hope the dog doesn't get him. Or what was the, uh, the story lady in the tramp, like they're afraid of the, uh, Uh, afraid of the dog and the cats like hurting the animals and everything else and now you got pet alligators
3: yeah eddie garcia just uh, told us in our headsets that this chad and stacy they're in philip rivers territory here yeah although i I doubt philip rivers has a pet alligator
2: yeah philip rivers has got nine kids but he also makes he's probably made a hundred million dollars so i mean i'm sure he can afford several nannies and everything else like he's got the resources to be able to take care of those kids this guy is a gator trapper right yes how can you afford to raise 10 kids on a lifestyle as a gator trapper more power to him. i would have kept having kids i've got three my wife said we're done so so she shut down the future kids but i can't imagine having 10 in this day and age i mean that is absolutely wild so that's pretty cool though yeah. the i mean i where do, I, I just I, we need to get this guy on the uh on the show i mean to even have a pet alligator where do you keep the pet alligator do they have a pond with a like a fence around it
3: that's a great question but as you just pointed out it doesn't sound like he's got a ton of money so unless he inherited some property maybe good questions
2: yeah i mean look it's it's i think if you have 10 kids you probably don't live in you know like an apartment i mean you're probably i mean i would bet and if you're a gator trapper i mean i would bet he's on some land somewhere in a rural area even though you know this was a tampa station that's reporting it i would bet that it's somewhere rural but like do they have a pond on their on their property where the alligator lives? Like how does that I'm just curious how you keep an alligator? I mean, isn't that a legitimate question? If you if you hear somebody has a pet alligator, isn't your first thought like what does that mean? Like how do you keep it? And you're always told never feed alligators cuz it desensitizes them and takes away their fear of people. So, I mean, I don't know. I just can't imagine having 10 kids and having an alligator that you're intentionally keeping on the family property that's not afraid of people when you've got like kids waddling around at two and three years old i just i want to know the answer to this question so i mean and, I, and also is it legal to have a pet alligator in florida like if you want to have a pet alligator in florida is that okay can you just decide that you're going to go buy an alligator and raise it from from babyhood I mean, that's a lot. Those are all interesting questions, don't you think?
3: Yeah, he would be a good guest.
2: He would be a very good guest. Yeah,
3: Roberto, work on that for us.
2: Yeah, somebody actually book a guest. (laughs) One person on this show. You
3: you know what, Clay? If you... If we could change the time zones the way you
2: laid out... We'd be able to get a lot better guests.
3: hell yeah, because half of our battle is, uh, I'm not up at that time, that's too early. Can I do it an hour later than that? No, our show is over at that time.
2: The vast majority of people that we try to book on this show are not awake from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern. Certainly not 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific. I would never get up to be a guest on this show if I didn't host this show. See?
3: Zero so percent chance. I, your I your time zone solution for our country would actually do wonders for our program. It, so would, it would help, I'm it all would for help it. me a
2: great deal. There's no doubt. But there is a zero percent chance. I used to get asked to come on this show years ago. I don't know who who was hosting the show before me. I don't think they invited me on the people who were hosting before. But they It used was to Mike ask,
3: Mike and Andy.
2: Uh, It was not Mike and Andy. Oh, Mike before and, that? Yeah, like Daybreak?
3: Yeah, yeah. Mike North and, uh, and Andy Furman.
2: No, it was not them. It was the guys before them. Who was a former athlete and a radio guy
3: oh oh man where's eddie Turn, Garcia? yeah he's eddie, on, eddie was the one on him. that show at that
2: time
8: oh that would be jack trudeau and dominic Zacanini or something like zac and jack
2: was the show i think i did that show one time <laughs> and i didn't realize that i was agreeing they didn't tell me am i thought i was agreeing to a pm interview don't and my phone rang at like six twenty a.m. and I got up and I did the interview and I was like, I'll never do this show again. You have to tell me a.m. <laughs> or p.m. I swear. Oh, I mean, man. they were like, Hey, can you do six tomorrow on the show? And I was six fifteen tomorrow on the show, and I was like, Sure. And or six fifteen say p.m. or a.m. They say, Can you do six fifteen tomorrow? I was like, Sure. Surely they mean six fifteen p.m. Next thing I know, my phone's ringing at six fifteen in the morning. Never did the show again. <laughs> karma I maybe mean, that's what i should try to do i should just tell people hey can you do six tomorrow yeah and not specify that i mean 6 a.m next thing you know their phone's blowing <laughs> up beside them
3: all right for this next thunderdome story let's go to your neck of the woods did you hear about evie the bobcat is this a big yeah, story down in, in Ch- Tennessee? Down in chattanooga. chattanooga two and a half hours away from you so
2: this uh tennessee- my mom's in chattanooga right now that's where my mom was born
3: oh wow this tennessee nature center they had a break-in a week ago these guys who broke in i'm um, assuming
2: it's guys you don't think there's a couple of hot chicks who decided to break <laughs> in and steal a bobcat?
3: So the center says that the trespassers paddled into the grounds from Lookout Creek. They broke in through the bald eagle enclosure. They tried to steal the eagle. That didn't work out, but they got Evie the bobcat. But officials are now saying that they believe Evie got away from her would-be abductors and fled into the wild. And they're obviously nervous about this because she's been with them most of her life.
2: Oh, you, this is awful by you. There's an update to this story.
3: Yeah, I'm reading the update. Oh, okay. I'm reading the update that they think she's in the wild right now. No,
2: that's not the update.
3: Oh, this is the update I found yesterday. There's another one right now? Well,
2: 24 hours later. Did they find her? Jesus. She returned on her own to the enclosure. Oh,
3: nice. Well, you should have been reporting this. This is Tennessee news.
2: Well, you should have been able to keep up with it. We literally just this got this us. This is called show prep. I prepared Why don't you this. actually do some work? Are you You're kidding? I prepared this. this last night. You're tagged in this from 20 minutes ago.
3: I prepared this report late last night.
2: Yeah, so you got to make sure that, like, if you come uh, yeah, on yeah, and I... you're like, "Hey, you know, free agency is happening in the NBA," <laughs> okay. you re- prepare a report. Yes, the my day whole before. world,
3: my whole world revolves around Evie the Bobcat. Well, it should. What if is you're the? Report can you give us the update this morning?
2: Uh, you're tagged in it, thanks to the Duke of Rossville. Thank you, Duke. Uh, update, all caps, which is impossible for you to miss. Hashtag Animal Thunderdome, Twenty minutes ago. A bobcat who police say was let loose from her enclosure at a Chattanooga Nature Center has returned to her home and a suspect accused of damaging her cage has been cited. Play the
3: applause, Roberto. She's home.
2: The bobcat walked back on its own. Nice. A bobcat. uh, I hate all these pop-ups. The Times Free Press reports the bobcat named Evie wandered back into her enclosure Monday. She had been missing from Chattanooga's reflection, writing Arboretum. There's a lot of tough words in this article. Uh, Arboretum and Nature Center for almost a week. They say that she was spotted nearby uh, and uh, and then she decided to come back. They also arrested 21-year-old Caden Malia uh, on charges of criminal trespassing and vandalism. They believe he is one of two suspects who tampered with the enclosure. Um... And so uh, that story is, uh, is now resolved. Thankfully, I was on the ball and aware of the update as opposed to you who would have just allowed people to continue to believe that Evie or Evie, the Bobcat, was still loose in Chattanooga.
3: Sorry for not being on Twitter the past twenty minutes. We're yeah. producing your award-winning well, program.
2: The fact that I can manage to be on Twitter and you can't. Is well, yeah, because certainly...
3: you're not producing your own show. You're doing the talking. So
2: what? Uh, what else you got? you got? I got a story that's kind of Animal Thunder. This known, one, I... this
3: one is kind of cool, especially the video because it reminds me of that video you tweeted out a couple of weeks ago when you were in Florida. The above shot of the shark swimming
2: oh yeah 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 Uh,
3: well the shark's not chasing anyone because these guys didn't get in the water thank god but a california sheriff's office said that their open water training exercise was interrupted by a 15 foot great white shark swimming in shallow water wow sonoma county sheriff's office said that the water training was supposed to be in bodega bay Uh, last tuesday when a helicopter spotted the massive shark swimming in the area right before they got in the water the sheriff's office said the shark was in that uh, shallow water almost in the same spot that the crews were about to step in the white shark was estimated to be 15 feet long definitely uh, making it a threat to our officers, the sheriff's uh, office reported. So they have this overhead video of the helicopter's footage of the great white swimming right where they are about to get in the water.
2: Oh, I need to see that. That's uh, that's pretty phenomenal. Um, I would think it would be pretty cool to be at a helicopter flying over the top of a beach like that <laughs> yeah. and be able to see all the sharks.
3: Mayday, mayday, do not get in the water.
2: Yeah, I mean, they actually do that. I mean, and, cause and, if the water's clear enough, they can see when there's actually big sharks.
3: What a way area. to get a day off, too, because they canceled the training.
2: That's actually good. Good for them. I'd be nervous about getting in the next day, though. If you knew a 15-foot great white shark's been hanging out there. All right. Do you have any more? I got a crazy one. Go for it. Uh, So this is – I'm I'm including this girl as a member of the Animal Thunderdome. And this comes from uh, the state of Florida. And I saw this last week, and I flagged it, and I was like, we got to bring this up. Police. This is the headline. Indian Harbor, Florida – Indian Harbor Beach woman in jail – after squeezing her boyfriend's genitals quote until they bled all right are you ready for this Uh. a 21 year old indian harbor beach woman suspected of becoming enraged during an argument and squeezing her boyfriend's genitals to the point of bleeding i think this should classify as animal thunderdome because this woman is is clearly an animal we'll go to court later this month she later offered to apologize to the man Kathy Lee Pitchford was charged with domestic battery and violation of probation after Indian Harbor Beach police were called to the home to investigate a disturbance. Uh, when they arrived, uh, they ordered uh, they arrived at the home and found Pitchford's boyfriend with a bruised eye and blood running down the left side of his face. The unidentified woman told officers that this woman had uh, unidentified man said that his girlfriend quote grabbed him by the scrotum and squeezed until they were bleeding. The man told the officers the attack came after a fight between the mayor, uh, between the pair. The man said Pitchford first beat him with a brush, then punched and scratched him. Then she grabbed her boyfriend by the throat until he could not breathe. He struggled and called for help. She was led into a patrol car where she asked officers if she could be let out to talk to her boyfriend because, quote, she wanted to say she was sorry. Uh, court hearing has been scheduled for june 25th now how hot do you think this girl is i've got her mugshot in front of me right now one to ten
3: hmm i'm gonna guess six
2: nine solid nine or ten so what do you think the odds are this guy goes back with her she's clearly (laughs) crazy which probably means that they have good sex But she also might kill him, which means that you can't sleep beside her comfortably after they have sex.
3: Yeah, it makes makes it exciting. It's like
2: basic instinct.
3: Uh, He's definitely going to get back with her. You
2: think he gets back with her? Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: What do you think, Dub?
4: I think he gets back with her. How hot
2: would a girl have to be if she squeezed your balls until they bled for you to get back with her?
4: Like a four. Nope. A four? <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, he's going to get back with her if she's a nine I or mean, ten. I mean, What I just...
2: if, like, who is the hottest girl you can imagine? Like, I mean, not imagine, like, in real life. Not like a robo-girl. I mean, like, who is the hottest girl, in your opinion, on the planet, Danny G?
3: Uh, Selma Hayek in her prime.
2: All right, Selma Hayek in her prime. If Selma Hayek in her prime squeezed your balls until she bled and then apologized, would you get back with her? Uh
3: yeah i would just sleep with one eye open
2: what about you dub who is the hottest girl on the planet right now in your mind
4: i mean i i love jennifer aniston
2: okay so if jennifer aniston squeezed your balls until they bled would you be would you go back to her if she apologized
4: in a heartbeat
2: yeah what about you where's eddie eddie who is the hottest woman on the planet can't say your wife
8: uh <clears throat> I don't know I'm there's plenty of them I'm not too picky I guess I don't all know. right
2: so how hot like I mean if you were a single guy would you go back with this girl
8: um would it would it I'm factor
2: a- in clearly every decision that a man makes is factored in by how good looking the woman is right like when I saw this this story I was like this is a crazy story and then I pulled it up and I saw the girl and I was like I bet he gets back with her
8: I I agree he will probably get back with her uh I don't think I would though I really don't.
2: Doesn't matter how hot she was.
8: <laughs> I'm pausing. I mean, till they bled? I mean, come yeah, that's, on. that's, that's per, That could awful. be permanent damage. I, mean. I don't know.
2: I honestly don't know. I think that I don't know how that would be possible unless the fingernails were involved. I mean, honestly, when you think about the physics on it, I don't know how you could make uh, the testicles bleed just by squeezing them. I hope to never find out, but I don't see how that would be possible without like fingernails involved.
8: I'm saying no. I'm not. I'm not doing it. I'll find somebody else. Doesn't
2: matter who it is. I what mean. about you, Roberto? Hottest? Who's the hottest woman in the world in your mind? Uh, it's a tough question. I know.
1: Uh, I used to like Jenna Jameson in her prime. She was pretty hot. <laughs> <laughs>
2: A porn star. yeah, The hottest woman in the history of the world. She was Roberto with some amazing <laughs> statements today. First of all, assessing the hotness of the 1980s Boston Celtics team. And now he picks a porn star who literally Jenna you could Demerson probably pay $1,000 to have sex with right now. And she's the hottest girl in the history of the world.
1: Not in the history of the world, but in her prime. Well, I used to like her in her prime, man. She was so good.
2: So, Jenna J. There's probably a video where she does this. There could be. So Jenna Jamison, you are dating Jenna Jameson, who has been has slept with four thousand men in her life. <laughs> maybe maybe that's a low side, but four thousand men in her life. Would you stay with her if she squeezed your balls till they
0: bled? Uh, probably not. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't
2: know. I I saw this picture and I was like, I bet like because if you look good in a mugshot, you're probably really good looking, right? It's not like there's Instagram filters on the mugshot. It's not like you're getting the right angle. Not, you know I don't know about you guys, but like every time I try to take a picture of my wife or her and her friend, she's like, you're not good at taking these pictures. And so like you're supposed to be like tilting at the right angle and everything else. This chick in the mugshot, first of all, she looks like she would kill you in the mugshot. So, I mean, she's probably crazy. but And, and clearly, if you're getting arrested and you say you want to go apologize. Um, but I think I looked at her and I was like, oh yeah, he's definitely going to get back with her. But I, there's like... I, I just, I mean, I, I, I can't imagine what this poor kid's mom is thinking. Because she's probably like, how in the world are you going to keep dating the girl who squeezed your balls until she bled? And the dad's like, well, she's really hot. I guarantee you the dad gets it. Dad's like, well, she's really, you can't say no, she's really good looking. He's kicked his coverage. Notwithstanding the fact that she squeezed his balls until they bled, she's really good looking. This is why men are dumb. Always like to say, no woman's final two words have ever been watch this in the history of humanity no woman's final two words have been watch this there are tens of thousands of men who are dead whose final two words were watch this you know why they were saying that because they were trying to pick up a girl who might squeeze their balls until they almost die we're going to talk to petros papadakis we'll find out what he would advise in
0: this situation this is outkick the coverage with clay travis
2: Taylor Swift's got a new album coming out. Petros Papadakis' walk-up music. Welcome in Geico Outkick Studios. Petros Papadakis joining us now. Petros, are they going to let you be the MC of the Lakers uh, National uh, Championship, uh, World Championship Victory Parade?
9: No, no, I don't work at that station.
2: Yeah, but I think, you know, with with your great affinity with the bus family, I mean, I would think they would want you involved even if it's not the official Lakers affiliate.
9: Hey, I am friends with the bus family. I
2: know. I know, that's what I'm saying. I would think they would want you no matter what.
9: Not really friends. An acquaintance that they can't get away from? Yeah. Hey, by, hey, you got to stop playing that music. It's amazing I get up music. really early for this. It's incredible. You know, I have to answer your, uh, your text. Hey, are you good to go when you're the one that's like seven minutes late on the segment?
2: Well, you know, we were talking about an important story about a girl who got arrested for squeezing her boyfriend's testicles so long that they started to bleed and whether he should get back with her well what's the craziest girl you ever dated
9: i understand that that's an important topic and just before i answer your question i'm just i am perfectly willing to wait as long as you need me to wait i just can't do taylor swift anymore it's got to stop we've got to do something else to insult me (laughs) but what's the craziest girl
2: you ever dated
9: i detest that music
2: just detest it she's going to be a billionaire because of her talents Show I don't care respect.
9: about how much money she has or how talented you think she is. She's
2: incredibly talented.
9: Or how much she appears to be like one of those wavy arm things that's outside a used car dealership. <laughs> I don't I, I, I don't want the walk-up. I can't perform.
2: Uh, Who was the craziest girl you ever dated?
9: Uh, my ex-girlfriend of 10 years or whatever.
2: Oh, 10 years. That's a long time. Yeah, two What long. was the craziest thing she ever did and you got back with her after it? She ran
9: me over with a car. Is that true? Yeah. More than on more than one occasion.
2: Like 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 legitimately put your life in danger? Oh sure, on multiple occasions. But so what happened when she tried to run you over with the car? What were you doing? Where were you? Which he?
9: time? I don't want to discuss this. I mean this is amazing, <laughs> I think. Why did you get back with her? I didn't know any better. I was stupid, yeah. obviously. Yeah. And, you know, you think that no one – I mean, look at me. You think that no one else is going to like you. And you just do stupid things and react stupidly to the stupid things that are done to you.
2: Was she good-looking?
9: Yeah. I, I, I thought so. That's the, <laughs> That's the reason.
2: That's the reason. That's the reason. That's the answer for everything is because she was good-looking. Like, women can get away with literal – sometimes murder. Like, I guarantee you the guy that got killed, if the girl was good-looking enough, if he got brought back to life Jon Snow-style in Game of Thrones, he'd start dating her again because she's good-looking. Well, there's
9: stories about men like this, too. I mean, you, you heard of the Dirty John podcast and that whole thing. They made a show out of it on Bravo. It was a big. Now, I, in I heard County. vaguely
2: about that, but what's the story there? I don't know the whole story.
9: It was just like this, this horrible, good-looking guy who spent – you know, his life, manipulating and threatening women and extorting women that he had, you know, uh, stalked and slept with, basically, like, found divorcees and stuff, and he was a good looking guy, and uh, he did it all the way up until he tried to kill one of their daughters, and she had just been watching, and I'm not kidding about this, she'd been watching The Walking Dead, and was a huge fan, and literally stabbed the guy to death 30 times. Oh, wow. Yeah, Dirty John. They made a show about it on Bravo. But, uh, you know, it, it goes both ways. I mean, you know, people are crazy and people can be manipulated in relationships. I don't know if the testicle squeezing was sexual in nature or if she was angry toward him.
2: She was angry towards him, according to the report. But, you know, in this day and age in the media, maybe it's wrong. Maybe maybe, maybe it was uh, some sort of uh, exotic foreplay. Uh, speaking of exotic foreplay, do you think that Anthony Davis to the Lakers is should the Lakers be the favorite to win the NBA title right now based on this move
9: Well they should be up there I don't think they should be the favorite until they actually play on the court and create a front court, you know, I mean a back court, excuse me. They already have Kuzma, LeBron and and Anthony Davis in the front. That's that's pretty formidable. So with the Warriors and their situation and injuries that that has really come to fruition in the last week you have to say that that they that they are pretty good now. You're a gambling guy. Yep. So you understand this better than anybody. You know, the reason the odds in Vegas are almost always skewed uh, toward the Lakers is because Vegas is so close to LA. Yep. And there's an enormous amount of Lakers fans that drive to Vegas every year and bet the Lakers to win the title. I mean, that's that's not a that's that's not a surprise. So betting odds are always uh, weird and lopsided when it comes to LA. But uh, I don't see how LeBron and Anthony Davis, if they're healthy, uh, and he doesn't get old in like you know two seconds overnight, kind of like Kobe did, and just fall down a slippery slope after an injury-riddled season last year. That I think that uh, yeah, I think that they'll be pretty damn good.
2: Yeah, you know that that used to be the story in general with um, uh, with L.A. with USC too. Back in the day when USC was really good. They would have to adjust USC lines because so many people would come in for to Vegas from L.A. for the weekend, and they would just flood, put all their money on liner Reggie Bush, Lindell White back in the day, and it was almost impossible to get any kind of money on the opposite to USC side, and yeah, I think that's what's going on now with the Lakers is all the crazy delusional Laker fans just are obsessed with being able to bet the Lakers they roll into uh into uh into Vegas and as a result I think there's value on the Houston Rockets I think there's certainly value on Kawhi Leonard potentially going to the Clippers because they're at 16 to 1 right now uh when you heard the news of Anthony Davis were you excited what was your reaction and where were you
9: you know that's sad I was on the uh I was on Catalina Island uh do you know what Catalina Island is?
2: Yeah, it's off the it's off the coast, right? Of uh, I mean, it's obviously an island, but it's off the coast of like from Palos Verdes and stuff like that. Like you can just hop on the the they have like a what is it a ferry that takes you out to Catalina Island?
9: The Catalina Express. And they used to play. Didn't they used to play like
2: the Chicago Cubs used to do their spring training or something out there?
9: Well, Wrigley used to own it. Yeah. So yeah, Wrigley used to own the whole island. Yeah. Right. So they had a uh, Cubs and that's why it's not developed because Wrigley gave it back to the state, but made a deal that you can't build anything new.
0: It's
2: beautiful, right? I've never been out there.
9: Yeah, it's very quirky and and pretty. But anyway, I was on Catalina Island and I was on uh, the backside of Catalina Island, which is extremely remote. uh, Something I don't often do, as you know, I don't enjoy going outside. Yes, Uh, certainly not the I was sitting uh, on a bench and looking out at the Pacific Ocean toward Hawaii and was actually relaxed in the moment. I was act- drinking a michelada out of a can. And uh, What is a, feeling, michel-
2: what's a michelada? I don't know what that is.
9: It's a beer and tomato and clam juice drink that is very popular with Latinos.
2: Oh, okay. I've never and had it.
9: Uh, I was sitting there. Modelo makes the best uh, michelada, in yes. my opinion. They're also a sponsor. Uh, <laughs> I was sitting on a park bench, and I was like, wow, I actually feel very peaceful. This is beautiful. And then one of the people I was with started screaming, uh, looking at their phone about Anthony Davis running with the Lakers, and my trip was ruined.
2: So is it better now that the Lakers have got Anthony Davis? What's a better topic, the Lakers falling apart or the Lakers succeeding?
9: Well, the, the best topic is the Lakers uh, having great players and falling apart.
2: Yeah. which is, you know, a combination, that, that but which team. could still happen,
9: oh, absolutely. I mean, I remember the Steve Nash Dwight Howard Sports Illustrated cover and that trade, and the way that blew up. now, this is different. You know, this guy is a is an elite, great top five player who's not on the downside of his career, and the the general school of thought, even in the modern day n b a is that he's going to be a Laker for, for 10, 12 years. You know, he's going to, he's going to be the the superstar Laker to carry them into the future. Now, uh, with these guys like Kawhi Leonard doing one and done, supposedly, <laughs> you know, uh, and winning championships, maybe the modern NBA is changing with shorter contracts, but I know that's what Laker fans are, are, are hoping. Uh, but the, the best storyline is for the Lakers to be relevant. And This obviously makes them very relevant. The dysfunction that's been reported for the last, I don't know, six years and then very intensely for the last couple months is kind of washed away. It seems like LeBron's agent and Jeannie Buss and uh, Gail Benson and, uh, and David Griffin, those people all kind of came together and did something they needed to do. You know, New Orleans had to get the best value they could out of this, before his contract was up, and and the Lakers had to get a superstar player to help LeBron to, to keep him appeased and moving in the right direction while he's under contract there. So it had to happen, and it did.
2: What do you think happens now? Um, is there any possibility? I know it's that part of the issue is exactly how much salary cap money are they going to have, and we won't know that officially I don't think until they put, you know, kind of plug in what date is going to be the. Well, equipment. you have
9: to get a guy on for that. yeah, so, uh, yeah You right. have to get a, an expert, and even capologist. the experts
2: on. We had Chris Mannix on yesterday, and I don't think anybody really knows a hundred percent because the date. So no, we aren't. have the
9: real capologist, like a numbers guy yeah. from a college.
2: Yeah. That's uh, what you well, have
9: to do because you, I can't.
2: I you can't are my help capologist. You. I am not. Uh, I, do. You, do you think they will make a run at another big name, or do you think now it's about filling in the pieces around these two superstars?
9: Well, probably both, you know, and uh, that's the kind of the, the the narrative. God, I hate that word. That's the, that is the storyline here in Los Angeles this morning. You know, you wake up to headlines uh, saying can Rob Palenka be trusted to build a championship team around AD and LeBron? And and that's that remains to be seen. You know, they they, they need to have uh, guards. <laughs> so uh, who, who those guys are and where they're coming from. I mean, there was all kinds of weird rumors last night about a Clipper hero named Patrick Beverly uh, coming over to the Lakers. Uh, a lot of people uh, have all kinds of different theories. But I think they'll go after another superstar. They're certainly a lot more attractive than they were last week to, to another superstar. I think people want to play with A.D., more than they want to play with LeBron, and it makes them even more formidable. But it's got to work on the court. You know, we've had a lot of championship parades in the summertime here in Los Angeles, and, you know, all the way down to really pathetic ones. Like getting the number two pick in the draft, whether it's D'Angelo Russell, who they traded, Brandon Ingram, who they traded, or Lonzo Ball, who they traded. You know, they, 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 or winning draft lotteries. You know, they've had a lot of celebrations for no good reason in the summertime for the Lakers. This, this seems like the most legitimate June, July celebration uh, of the NBA summertime the Lakers have had in, in, in quite some time.
2: Can you come back with us for the final segment and tell the story about uh, O.J. and your dad? What? Oh. Yeah, 25-year anniversary, or do you have yoga? What are you doing? No, I'll go to yoga at noon. No, I mean, if you need to go to yoga, you no, can no, go to no, yoga. No, we can no, wake I you I up tomorrow yoga. morning, and you can I, tell us the O.J. story. I am not prepared to go
9: to yoga. I will uh, I will return.
0: <laughs> Petros Papadakis shall return.
2: Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. Petros Papadegas got to pick his own music because he uh, was coming back for a second segment, Missing Yoga. All right, it was, what, 25 years ago. You are sitting at home watching the White Bronco. O.J. Simpson is in it. And what happens at your house?
9: Correction, I was at my father's restaurant. Okay. Uh, waiting for the restaurant. Well, it's significant because maybe it was about... Six weeks before the murders, the birthday of Tom Kardashian, who is Robert Kardashian's older brother, who was John McKay, uh, the famous USC coach's assistant, uh, which was a very prestigious uh, position back then uh, in the 60s. And that's how his little brother, the jock sniff Rob Kardashian, uh, got connected with O.J. So, okay. all those people, O.J., Nicole, uh, O.J.'s girlfriend, I think, maybe, uh, all the Kardashian kids, uh, be- long before they were you know, famous or significant, uh, Rob Kardashian, the lawyer, uh, the brother, Tom Kardashian, the Kardashian family, believe it or not, was just a legitimate uh, business family in the harbor area uh, and respectable. And Tom Kardashian still has never signed... Uh, any waiver to be on television and has no desire to. Uh, Although I think they called him once to ask him about the Armenian genocide. Anyway, the point is uh, we were all down at the same place uh, at my dad's restaurant opening up on a Friday night. I was. And uh, the the chase was happening. And uh, sometime around... uh, I guess he didn't turn down the 110 South. Maybe he did. I, I had a more rudimentary... Uh, uh, understanding of the L.A. freeway system when I was uh, 17 or 18, and uh, I was 17. But when he turned, like, to the 105 or 405 South or 110 South, my dad started to freak out and uh, start telling us to move stuff around in the walk-in because we were going to have to hide O.J. Simpson and Al Cowlings, who now has a dorm named after him at USC because of the power of a very rich donor friend, uh, we were supposed to hide them in the walk-in freezer because my dad legitimately thought they were trying to come to San Pedro for whatever reason. Now, you're going to have to ask him about why. Uh, I can't answer those questions, and he won't talk about it anymore. But uh, I've told this story a few times now on a couple podcasts, and uh, the, what was it, The Athletic picked it up? And I, I talked to the people from The Athletic. I forgot when, but that story came out. I don't have the prescription or whatever it's called, the subscription to uh, to read it. But we legitimately thought, at least my father did, or I thought for about five minutes of my life, that O.J. Simpson was going to be hidden in the walk-in freezer at my dad's restaurant on 6th Street in San Pedro. And that I would suppose he was going to try to get out of... Uh, of Los Angeles on a boat in the harbor. <laughs> but uh, obviously, they just went. ended up going back to Rockingham and uh, surrendering to the police.
2: How well did you know? I mean, so you said that O.J. would come into the restaurant. Did you feel like you knew O.J. a little bit?
9: Sure. I served O.J. Simpson uh, and Nicole. I served uh, O.J. Simpson and uh, Paula Barbieri. I, I, know, I knew uh, when I was a child uh, all of them. Uh, my dad had played with them, or at least was a freshman. Didn't play back then, but he was a freshman when those guys were uh, were older on the USC football team. And then my dad had the restaurant for 40 years, which was a place where USC football players and you know all kinds of football players really would come down and have dinner and celebrate. And we knew OJ uh, through that. I think I we sat next to him on a plane once, and it was a big celebration and all that. But, yeah, he was somebody we knew. Not well enough to know he was a cocaine-fueled murderer. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, as, a, as well as a, a restaurateur can know a customer,
2: I guess. Oh, man, outstanding stuff as always. Good luck with the yoga. Thank you for hanging out with us for a couple of segments there, Petros, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Clay. It's the man who'll be leading the Lakers victory parade when it happens all over the city of Los Angeles. Petros Papadakis. You can listen to him on AM 570 LA Sports, as many of you will be doing this afternoon after starting off your morning with us as well. We'll be back tomorrow. Appreciate all of you. Make sure you grab that podcast, Mike Leach. I'm telling you you guys are going to like it. The wins and losses podcast is up. You can search out my name, Clay Travis. You'll find it. Podcast only. I think you guys will enjoy it. Long-form conversation interviews. Good stuff, as always. Anonymous Mailbag will be up later on Outkick.com. My website, this has been Outkick the Coverage. Oh, oh, oh,
0: O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto parts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I
6: thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board.
0: This is Uncanny USA.